Welcome to the Up and Over podcast, a professional wrestling podcast where a bunch of marks discuss pro wrestling, where none of our opinions matter and it's a work anyway. Firstly, let me introduce the man, the myth, the legend, our curator of the podcast, the one, the only Bam Bam Bigelow enthusiast himself, that is Casey El Gordo Gringo. Hi, that's good. Let me introduce my man, (laughs) Pat, I'm not at you yet. The one, the only, Big Papa C, our resident father. I guess Casey's a dad too, but we're going with the, the new resident father. That's Cortland. How's it going? How's it going? It seems like over the past week, we've had a change up, a change of heart, if you will. We've ditched the Scientology hat. We've gone with a, a fresh, clean cut. That's my man, Patty Mills. Welcome to the Black Parade, bitch. before i get to me i just want to obviously send a shout out to our local cadillac cowboy himself the man that's missing the podcast tonight one ethan lewis Not, I never would have thought that Ethan was going to be the one that did a heel turn, so it kind of Damn, I wanted to talk to Ethan about Euphoria this week. Oh, man. Uh, oh. I'm currently on leave from work because I think I am COVID positive. You don't know <gasps> how hard it is being Mike Klinsky. That was <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot that you're using that gimmick still, so it makes it so much funny. <laughs> <laughs> last week you're like, I, you're like I'm eating cans of tuna last week and you're like now nah, I got COVID yeah, yeah things change things it's change never quick cycle. things change quick uh fellas today on the 13th episode of the Up and Over podcast we are covering ECW's Hardcore Heaven from 1997 let's talk about how that rolls off the tongue real nice and well uh mm-hmm. before we get there did y'all want to discuss anything that's happened in the week of professional wrestling or pro wrestling adjacent things? I'll tell you something. Today we got Gunther. Oh, man. <laughs> this is what we're starting with? <laughs> I mean, really, man. Talk uh, about fucking up. <laughs> so, okay. Did so y'all see the what's... promo that Walter cut on it? No, no it, he's fucking. He, just he goes, like stops the match and he goes. He gets the mic and he goes. The winner of the match, Gunta, and then walks away. It is he miserable. Says, he's just like in the winner of the match is Gunther, and then he yeah, throws the Gunther. mic. He throws the mic down, and then Imperium take like all of Imperium kind of gets in the ring, and it becomes like a whole thing. But like, not only is it super tone deaf on obviously WWE's part to go this route with this name and everything that's behind it. Um, What's behind it? Go ahead. Uh, Elaborate so, for our fans. Our fans may not know. So basically, um, the name that WWE trademarked just so happens to be the name of a U-boat captain from one German Nazi, <laughs> one Nazi Germany. German um, Nazi is what <laughs> because I can't. I, it's honestly like it hurts my brain to still think about this. But like <laughs> one of the things that I saw earlier that kind of saddened me a little bit was the hurricane. Shane Helms uh, came out and was like, "When I first got to uh, the WWE, I lost my name, I lost my gimmick, I lost my title because he was a cruiserweight champion at the time." And he goes, "Walter will be fine with the name change." Yeah. 
Well, you went from being Shane Helms to the Hurricane and not fucking Walter, which is a, you know, it's a whatever name. It's Walter. Who the fuck cares to fucking Nazi U-boat captain. So it just blows my mind. Walter has gotten so much momentum under the name. Like you hear the name Walter surrounding WWE and it was like, oh, shit. Whoever he's facing, I feel bad for that guy. And now it's like, oh, he's facing Nazi Gunther. <laughs> Let me make sure I don't give it a rating. Braun Breaker versus Gunther. It fucking like, oh, man. That just like, sounds like right. some backwoods wrestling shit. <laughs> it's that, like, there's so many, there's so many people that I personally know that don't watch NXT, right? Mm-hmm. And this last week they announced that Walter and Roderick Strong were going to have a match. And everyone in the group chat, everyone on Twitter was like, oh, shit, I'm actually going to watch NXT this week. This is going to be a good match. I didn't watch the match, granted. But, like, I heard no one ranting about this match. I only heard about the name change. Well, because they went, went, we're going to have this super cool match. And everyone went, cool. And they're like, how do we fuck up this momentum? And they're like... (laughs) Call them something Nazi related, like twenty yeah, the U boat guy's name. Give it to what was before. <laughs> what was that out of? Uh, I almost said that out of touch because I couldn't think of the name. Uh, Booker T said, "What about it this week?" About oh, God. he said something like, uh, "Like now that's heat, brother. He'll be a top merchandise seller in no time." Wait, 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 no really? way. <laughs> That was in the group chat, right? I yeah. I was bullshitting when I okay. said that. Okay. Yeah, I, I was, was bullshitting. Everything, everything about. I worked you, brother. I worked you, brother. Worked yourself into a shoot there, no, brother. No, I worked no you, brother. I worked myself, brother. No slander from from the up and over it's podcast, Booker T. Do not hit us with a suit. Uh, I can't oh. believe that. I worked you, brother. Okay. Hell yeah. So yeah, technically, <laughs> we're not trying to put words into Booker's mouth, but. Given what Booker is it said far off past, from what he would say? It doesn't sound super unbelievable, so like it is what it is. Let's move on. Um, nope, nope. I googled <laughs> Gunther Stark. This. I googled Gunther Stark. Let me read you the four top stories that pop up. Firstly, um, I'll I'll save the first one for last. Uh, WWE files trademark for ring name shared by Nazi officer. WWE files new trademark on Gunther Stark. WWE is getting slammed for changing a wrestler's name to a Nazi's. And from <laughs> Deadspin.com, WWE veered a little too close to Nazism last night. <laughs> Any news is good press, right? Any press is good press. I, saw, yeah. I don't know who I don't know who covered it, but they were it was like a it was an article and it was talking about how like a German magazine publication picked up this news and I was like and they were pissed. And I was like, you know you fucked up with Germany's like dude. What the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> we're, we're trying to fucking get away. I've apologized for 70 fucking years and you set us back, you sons of I bitches. Mean, dude, think about what Jerry's done now to Germany. They sent JBL over there and he cuts this insane promo. I forgot and about that promo. <laughs> What's up? What's wrong with Vince, bro? I mean, the entire country of Germany is all elite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Pat to repeat what he said in our group chat, but just know he had said something that was very funny. And then I just said in my mind, I was like, as Vince is tightening his do rag, I was just like, it is what it is, player. 
<laughs> Good God Almighty! Oh man. Um. So what else has happened this week? I feel like that's just like taking over my um, whole frontal love. In wrestling adjacent news, mm-hmm. every time I die broke up this week, fellas, and that mm. is hard. Or it is wrestling adjacent because Andy Williams, the butcher in AEW, um, is one of their guys, right? I, so I woke up to a message from one of my friends going, "Do you know if anyone would want a butcher in the blade shirt?" Because <laughs> he's like, "I am pro fucking Keith on this whole thing." And I was like, "Jesus, dude, dude there's a lot." <laughs> of if it's an XL, are, tell man. him. Send him over my damn address. <laughs> so I'll, I'll message him. Yeah, it's it's a messy <laughs> shit, man. I don't want to get involved in band drama. I don't know the alleged. I just know what people yeah, say. So I'll just keep my mouth shut you on know, that. You have a you have a band that had changed the the hearts of a lot of people for many years, and it got kind of messy towards the end. One of oh. the first bands I ever marched to was Every Time I Know. Very sick. Yeah. Band rules. Yeah. Yeah, that's um. That's one of my favorite bands of all time. I even have an Every Time I Die tattoo. Uh, Radical uh, coming out this year, I think is or last year. Um, I believe it's one of the best records of the year. Um, that band resonated with me when I was really young. And Butcher uh, being in WE has been insane. Or played by AEW. AEW. <laughs> and it's just been insane, like seeing the crossover that it's had in my life um, between the two coming together. Uh, like the first time I ever had walked was to board Stiff at a Warp Tour, and I, I was a child. And it every time I saw that band, it was my goal to do that yeah, exact thing over and over and over again. Uh, and I've never missed the chance to do it. Um, so knowing that I probably will never get that chance again really sucks. Growing up sucks. Uh, don't let bands be heroes because someone's bound to fuck it up for you. Yep. And I'm not going to go into like, you know, what happened. And yeah, what yeah. It's all legends and it's four people's accounts versus one person. Um, and I don't want to go into any of it. But if you look into all the statements, just look at it from a person not in that band. Yeah. It's over. There's no. There's not a whole lot of reason to dwell on it or make it harder for the individuals that are involved. Like picking at everybody and being like, "Why not be friends?" or "Why not continue and just not be around each other?" Like they tried that. They've done that for the last seven years. Yeah. Like I mean, Keith has traveled by himself for years now. Yeah. So it it's not working, and it didn't work, and it sucks, man. I'm sad to see it. From the last yeah. time that we did a podcast, <clears throat> Brody King debuted in AEW. I was about to say one band to another band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very sick. Um, he just had his televised wrestling debut. Actually, tonight we're recording on Wednesday the 19th, um, right after Dynamite. And uh, it fucking rocked. That match it was, was sick. super cool. Um, the entrance was incredible. Oh, man. I saw somebody say, I don't really like it. And I was like, oh, wow. Imagine being that fucking wrong publicly. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it was awesome. Um, Brody like... King, I feel like, is such a massively valuable asset for the company. Absolutely. Um, and for a company that's gotten a lot of flack for only pulling in ex-WWE guys, I would argue, off of the top of my head, he's probably the biggest asset that they've had non-WWE wise come in yeah yeah 
And it's funny to see the internet be really upset and be like, because it's always either AEW is just a bunch of people that couldn't cut it in WWE, and then there's the people that are like, who the fuck is this guy? I don't fucking care. And it's like, well, choose a side. Do you like indie wrestling, or do you strictly like WWE? The banter back and forth. They can't do fucking anything right under fucking pro wrestling internet's bullshit dude the, i get locked, I, I get lost in that shit all the time it's just not yeah. worth it dude the band yeah. back and forth after he made his debut last week was so funny because it was it was just that it was a bunch of people being like who and then everyone's like so do you just don't give a shit about like this because like he's everywhere right now yeah yeah like everywhere like I think, like the week, the weekend prior, he was he was doing New Japan shit. Like, Literally, yeah. like he's everywhere right now. He was yeah, just, he made it. He, he just made had a huge splash with Tomohiro Ishii. Like they, yeah, that match was so sick. On New Japan, yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited. Um, I'm really excited for who they're teasing to be the third person. Um, whoever that may be, we found out tonight. It seems like it won't be packed. Still, could be in the end. Um, but I, I enjoy the slow build in the story. I feel like rushing it is not going to do it great justice. It really needs time to fester and to really get people behind it, people to really care about yeah. it. Well, they're kind of going, it's like, it just feels like it's like such an artistic way of going about it to where it's like, it's yeah. not necessarily like, oh, like, we just don't like each other or blah, blah, blah. We've had all this history. It's like, they're like literally allowing this, like really like in depth, like story. story yeah. Like really intricate storyline yeah. to happen. And it's like almost kind of enjoyable to like, just watch it happen because no yeah. one else is fucking doing it. Cause it feels like a different show, right? Yeah. Like whenever they're on the screen, it turns into this like ambiance, you know, like it feels like a completely different product. Yeah. And that's what's so captivating about it because it, you feel like you can't look away whenever you know it's about to come up. Like, even whenever they're doing like little bottom of the screen, like still to come, this matchup, this matchup, and everything looks the same. And then you have House of Black, and it's a different logo, it's a different yep. font, it's, it's a different it's, feel yeah, to the giving, screen. It's, it's like giving the, ministry vibes. Well, it's like, real it, Ministry of Darkness it's shit. Giving ministry like, vibes. Well, because, like, with, like, the cool. promos before Brody came there, like, we all kind of just, like, knew that Brody was gonna come because it just made sense, and, like, they're they're tag team champions with PWG and stuff, like, they have that history, so we were all like, yeah, this makes fucking sense, but, like, even the promos are fucking done differently, mm-hmm. like, all of the like extra like the tarot cards and everything that they use in those is just so much different and then like granted brody himself is a large fucking human being like yeah, I don't, yeah. for people that have not, they said 299 for people that haven't seen him in person he's fucking like six he's six, six he's like six six he's fucking 300 fucking pounds and he the chopped man, me right out of the air one time during alpha and omega a, a friend of mine, of a friend of mine got his fucking face broken at a show from him on accident. I'm not gonna say it wasn't on purpose, <laughs> but like he's an agile big dude, and like yeah. so, like he covered in tattoos obviously commands like the fucking all eyes on him. But then mm-hmm. you have someone that like is so tenured and Alistair or fucking Malachi. Malachi now. It's just I'm so used to saying Alistair. Um, that like. 
They're he, both sick. Names, he like so. oh, he commands like a different type of presence because it almost is just like a like the aura around him. So like watching them together, you're just like I can't look away from this because like it's just fucking tight. And then so you just get to dude. watch them beat the shit out of two blonde boys for a couple minutes, and you're like, this that shit cool. was awesome. <laughs> it was fucking great. Even though uh, Brody, fuck, what's um, God, I can't even. Stu, Stu, is is it Stu? I'm wrong. The other dude, not Bryce. Brian Pillman Jr. Griff, no. Griff Garrison. Griff Garrison. How the fuck is Griff Garrison? <laughs> hey man, everyone's got names so close to each other. Griff Garrison, Salem, North Carolina royalty. Griff Garrison. Griff Garrison's head smacked off them fucking steps like a goddamn yeah, tennis was... racket. <laughs> he hit. The... I was like, oh, that's bad. He killed him. Like, He's going to kill him. I was like, I don't um, know if he meant to lean that hard into those steps. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. Last week, it was the fucking cannonball on Brian Pillman that I was like, oh, he actually killed him. Like, he fucking he's dead. Because uh, he's too and then this fucking week, big to do that. And you're just like, that He ran like, like a hurts. secret agent. Go back and watch that for his debut. He runs like a It's like... I don't even know how to explain it, man. He looks like he's my kids. Like, he's fucking hauling ass. Yeah. Uh, and then this week, he just is like, oh, you're kind of tall, and I'm just going to beat the piss out of you, and just fucks Griff Garrison up. It was awesome. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, we, we love Brody King here at the Up and Over podcast. Yes, we do. Yes. Uh, and yes, we would we be do. remiss if we are going to mention this uh, dynamite and not talk about Cody Rhodes oh, doing, well, uh, potentially... <laughs> Right. Wait, 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 wait. You upset, bud? What, Mike? What, Mike? What was the other thing? I want? thought we were getting into how awesome it was to get a fucking John Moxley return tonight. Oh, but yeah, what the fuck do I know? Right? What do I know? Let's cover the Cody Rhodes stuff first because it did rock. It was okay, fucking awesome. It's, yeah. it's the first time that anyone could say something positive about him. So, like, yeah, so I'm yeah, trying yeah. To get let him out. have his moment. Um, you know, uh, Cody broke down the wall for this promo. He uh, mentioned you want you want you wonder why I don't want to turn heel. Uh, he made comments about uh, speaking of Brody. He said it has takes balls for someone to come to this company under the name Brody. Um, that was cool as fuck. Which is a really cool thing. Um, I, I recommend going back if you haven't heard that promo. It's probably one of Cody's best, definitely his best in AEW top five of his career. Uh, it seemed like he meant every word that he said. Um, and it, it was really cool for me, man. Like, uh, I really enjoyed this promo. I feel like him getting booed as soon as he walks in, starts cutting the promo, and he gets a shut the fuck up chant. And then within about 30, 45 seconds in, everyone's cheering, and you get them to boo you again before your promo's over. It's so rare to find someone who can do that. And Cody's one of those people. So to see him pull it off again, um, it's cool, man. I'm really interested to see him do whatever he's about to do. Hopefully this unification of the interim TNT and the TNT championship will get us uh, heal Cody. Mm. I mean, one can only hope, right? Um, And it can be slow. It doesn't have to be fast. I think – a simple roll-up holding of the tights on Sammy will do just fine. Small shit like that. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm interested to see it. What did you take away from the promo, Mike? Cody's name on Twitter is currently AEW Community Outreach. And, uh... Oh, God. 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to. I, dead. Pull up your phone and look it up, Casey. If you think I'm lying to you, um, it's AEW community outreach. Um, it fucking really is. I got. I got Cody out, and it just says AEW community outreach. Yeah, you must um, want Cody's name on. Yeah, man. He said. He typed in Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> How have we not thought of that as a name for him? Ch- Chody is good. Um, so they confiscated outreach with the verified check. <laughs> they confiscated a uh, at Battle of the Belts. They confiscated a sign that was a Cody Rhodes head, and it just had a demon like drawn on it. It was fucking good stuff. <laughs> awesome. I bet I can find it. It was so funny, um, dude. Th- I thought the Cody promo was awesome. Um, I don't know what it leads to because at first it was like, oh, he's turning heel right now, like he's doing it, and he was like, I mean, as soon as I thought I had that thought, he was like, and you motherfuckers want me to turn heel? I was like, oh man, like never mind. There we go. <laughs> White meat, baby face, Cody, uh, always working from behind. But I don't know, man. Um, the little subtle jab of getting a, a contract in the mail, but not the right contract from Tony Khan when it was reported he's working as a free agent. Good shit. Um, I. Cody Rhodes, I actually got a text from somebody tonight. Uh, my friend Cameron texted me and said, um, I can't pay attention to the Cody stuff. Like, I'm, it just does nothing for me. Like, he's boring. And I was like, I think I dislike Cody so much that I've started to care about everything Cody does. Yeah. I think it's just taken a little bit to get there. And I don't think I'm the only one. Yeah. Um, I think Cody's starting to become compelling um, in him being that shitty tweener guy that wants to be the baby face but just naturally isn't um man i just i enjoyed it i thought it was one of the better like segments of tonight uh i thought cody crushed it pat messaged the group chat because he climbed up on the ladder they're having a ladder match next week at beach break uh sammy and and cody and pat just goes i would die if cody fell and my immediate reaction was cody would die too but it's just a ladder fall. Like I, was, so I sat there real upset at myself, but it's fine. Uh, I, I just love very... them shoes ain't meant to climb ladders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah them shoes ain't meant for climbing, brother. Um, I it was. I don't shout know. out to Cody's tie. Today. Yeah, Cody's tie. Cody's tie looks Dude, like I a, was a honky tonk down the hallway because Pat ran down the hallway to grab something from the room. And I was like, Pat, you have to come here and look at this fucking tie right now. <laughs> This goddamn tie. By the time he got there and looked at his phone, there was already like 10 messages in the group chat. And I was like, that fucking tie is horrendous. Ah. <laughs> um, let's, um, let's really quick, let's talk about the question that you had in the podcast. Terry Funk at 52 or Sting at 52? Oh, man. Okay, um, hold on. For context, for anyone that's listening that wants to weigh in on this, at Hardcore Heaven 97, Terry Funk is what, 53? 52, right 53 years 53. old? Yeah. Right, 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 right. Cool. If you ever watched TNA in 2012 when Sting turned into the Joker, he was also 52. So you've got Terry Funk 97, 96 versus fucking Joker Sting. Which one you got there? <laughs> the Funker! And I'm I don't still know go- who I'm taking because I'm this saying, event sucked booty cheeks. If they're in a match together, <laughs> if they're in a match together, I'm going Sting because 
Joker stinks why, fucking crazy. Why are if we killing Terry Funk to sell tickets, if man? I've got a fucking, <laughs> if I have to wrestle one of the two, I'm going against Terry because he gets tired. And you'll understand that when we cover that fucking match. Oh my god. Terry oh, Funk guess... is timeless, and when Terry Funk dies, it's the equivalent of wrestling Betty White dying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Literally. Let's get into this week's Oh wait, hold on real quick. John Moxley back on AEW Dynamite. Yeah, glad to see you, a, you know, glad to see Mox back. Uh cut an awesome promo, told somebody to fuck off and dude, didn't did get you know the censor button. Did you hear what he that said, guy said? Go get a drink, get this garbage out the ring, right? No. And he's like leans over and just goes, mm, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, he like he like pauses and he's like, All right, let me let me just not say what I want. Actually, fuck that guy. Get his ass out of here. Like uh it was yeah, at least that's what I heard. What did you hear, Pat? I heard, uh, what the fuck did I hear? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, yeah. No, no. The dude said, because some guy on Twitter pulled the video, video up. The, the dude said, hey, yo, what the fuck is this? Get this piece of trash out the room. So loud. It was so, so loud. loud, dude. It he was like a bra. The whole crowd just gets like, they're starting to settle because they're like, oh, fuck, Mox is going to cut his promo. It's the first time in a couple months. And this guy's like, fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, God. Yeah, anyway, Mox's promo tonight fucking rocked. Yeah, it was um, awesome. Seeing, seeing Mox back and not so swollen. He didn't even realize how swollen he was, man, but he lo- looked way better. Um, yeah. And his. As weird as it is, like, his hairline is coming back. Um, that was, like, the one okay. thing that I noticed. Like, his hair was coming in more full down low. He just looked healthier, man. Like, yeah, I don't know how to like, explain it. He just looked it. better. Yeah. He just looked better. Uh, glad to see Mox back. Hope that hairline he stays in the right been, uh, path. No barber. That's, I, that's very true. But he also was balding at a very rapid rate when Renee was pregnant. So, uh, you know, yeah. be, being a dad, I guess. Yeah. Although Portland still has nice, luscious locks. Um, guys, hey, I'm getting a lot of grays in here. Yeah. Well, I had grazed my I, I I had grazed my beard the other day. Who am I? You're still Patty Mills. You're just uh you've abandoned Scientology and that's what caused it. Um let's get right. into this uh this pay per view. I think it's been thirty minutes that we've been. Twenty six minutes. Yeah, yeah, we're right there. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, we should probably get on the, the actual subject. Guys, ECW Hardcore Heaven nineteen ninety seven took place in August of nineteen ninety seven, August seventeenth at the War Memorial Auditorium at Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We had 1,800 roughly in attendance. Uh, we go live to Joey Styles and Ring, welcoming us to Hardcore Heaven 97. Again, I just love how that sounds. Um, he goes over the card for the night, and down comes Rick Rude. Uh, Styles essentially retreats as quickly as he can. I did find it funny when he said, I am well aware of the fact that as big as you are, quite frankly, you could kick my ass. Um, so I'm so gonna leave. He, he fails immediately. Time to hit the old dusty trail. That's, I'm out of here. Uh, Rude cuts a typical heel promo in the crowd, calling them fat hicks, and he introduces Chris Candido for his match. Can we, uh, Commissioner, just quickly talk about the level of quality from barely legal to this? pay-per-view like off the it was like immediately i was like man this doesn't sound like fucking dog shit i was so happy (laughs) so i think this honestly production wise is a step down in terms of audio like volume and they might have just turned it down or something but like it just looked better it sounded better and it might have just been like hey turn it down a notch like i actually have it in my in my notes for the first match um which i'll get to but 
Uh, Commissioner Todd Gordon comes down and says Rude is not a licensed manager, which is fucking hilarious to think about an ECW having a license to do anything. Uh, <laughs> we're only a year out from the mass transit incident. Let's put that in perspective. Um, and he says that uh, Rude has to the count of 10 to get to the back before he costs Candido his match. Um, as he goes to the back, you hear him very like loudly say, fuck you, Todd. Fuck uh, you, and then, God! And then he says, "Fuck you, Gordon," because I wrote it down. Uh, and so he's like, oh, "Fuck you, Gordon!" Gordon. <laughs> and he like, walks away. <laughs> uh, we get our opening promo, and it's just clips of recent wrestling and feud buildups over the ECW theme, and it fucking rules. I don't yeah, want it to cool. ever be anything different ever. No. Um, I just want to say the thing. I'm because I've watched it enough times. The theme song is the fucking just. It, it's the greatest but worst fucking thing in the world. Yeah, because you get the literally. you get the guitar it's and the shit. You get fucking Paul Heyman going, "This is extreme," <laughs> <laughs> and you got the cheesiest riffs, but it just it's fucking it awesome. works <laughs> every time. <laughs> but it's sick. I love it. Um, we get Taz uh, defending his uh, ECW World Television Championship against Chris Candido. That's our opener, uh, and I thought it was a pretty effective opener. Here's where yes. that note comes in, Casey. Unfortunately, the crowd noise on recording doesn't sound very sick, uh, but it seemed like they were pretty invested in this match just by their responses with yeah, the I physical. Did, you could barely hear the crowd at like from hard cam, but like just collectively, it sounded better. Hmm. I got you, um, Pat. What you got, man? Uh, nothing. Nothing. We'll talk about it later. I want you to know that I refer to you and Cortland as the peanut gallery when I talk to Ethan about y'all. <laughs> because y'all are always responding to something that's not being said but that's being not, done. Always. It's currently happening. It's always, always. I'll watch Pat just go, <laughs> and I'm like, you haven't even said anything funny. Like, nothing funny has been said. <laughs> Um, and this, that was it right there. Um, oh, Taz hits some awesome Taz plexes throughout this and locks up the Taz mission to retain the TV title. Uh, Chris Candido does absolutely nothing for me, so it was hard for me to get invested in this, but it was fun for what it was. Um, Cortland, did you have anything that you wanted to add to it? Uh, it's not a whole lot. I think it's a good storytelling, right? You got the Chris Candido kind of just like trying to make Taz mad. He spit at Taz's face, uh... Taz no sells it. His response is to drop him on his head for ten minutes. Um, it's it's good stuff, man. Um, I really love the commentary in this match. I think Joey Styles does a fantastic job talking about both of their histories with neck injuries. They're both selling the neck. Um, Joey Styles go in, goes in to say who's better to target a neck than Chris Candino, who just came back from his own neck injury a year ago. Right, and it's like almost like a year to the day of his injury. Yeah. Um. So like, it's really crazy that we're even seeing this match. Chris Candino's coming back in the health that he's in, um, and to be against Taz of all people, uh, Chris Candino does a, a fantastic power bomb in this match. Um. Uh, Taz is just that dude, man. He's always in the right place, and it feels like every match that we're going to talk about for ECW is just going to be the same story with Taz, right? It's going to be, he dropped him on his head a lot, and then he wrapped his ass up, and then they tapped out, or they passed out, right? Um, it's almost like he lives off the moniker beat me if you can. Survive if I, survive I, if I, let, I let you. 
<laughs> it's fantastic. And uh, this match is no different. Uh, my rating for this match, if you want me to go ahead and give it to yep. you, is three stars flat. I like this match. Chris Canino, like Mike said, didn't do a whole lot for me. Um, but this story was told perfectly. This yeah. is a really good opener for what is a, a promotion's second ever pay-per-view, right? Yeah. So, no, not, not a whole lot of complaints here. It's good storytelling. Pat. I went two and three quarters on Taz and Chris Candido. Uh, I liked the match. I didn't really have too many complaints. It was just like, I don't know. Um, You know, it's Taz, bro. Taz kind of just, just beat the shit out of Chris for a good fucking solid 10, 15 minutes. There's a point, there was a point that made me laugh really hard. So Chris Candido has Taz in, in the ropes and he's like going to the buckle or whatever. And he starts fucking beating him down. And this dude in the crowd, you can hear him like loudest day just go come on Taz and then Chris Candido looks at the crowd and goes yeah come on Taz (laughs) (laughs) but uh and then also there's a freestyle I want to say a freestyle bow and arrow that Taz puts Chris Candido in and I thought he was literally gonna break his fucking leg in half it was pretty like he had his leg like next to his fucking literal ear it was crazy as shit so I mean like no complaints the match match is pretty good I gave it two and three Casey? Uh, I gave it three and a quarter. I thought it was great the way to start it off. I like the fact that, like, even though Taz is, like, if you're gonna put technicalities on things or put labels on him, he's technically a heel, but he's basically facing a chicken shit heel in Chris Candido the whole time. At one point, uh, Taz delivers a, uh, fucking... What what Taz Plex is it? A pump ha- a pump handle Taz Plex. Yeah. He rolls yeah. out of the ring. The crowd starts yelling at Candido. <laughs> and he just he just fucking shells he just yells fuck you to him really loud. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like they're like telling him to get back in. He turns around and he's like, fuck you, and like hits it on his own time. And then like a couple of seconds later, he's on the opposite side of the ring laying down and Taz is like, get up, you pussy. Like it's it's a clusterfuck from start to finish. Um, also, Taz has probably one of the best Northern Light suplexes I've ever seen yes. in my entire life. Absolutely. I just, every yeah. time it happens, I have to make note of it because I'm just like, it's so perfect. <laughs> yeah. We but, call yeah. it in this house every time. As soon as mm-hmm. he, like, as soon as his arms touch, yeah, like, uh, and I just be like, Northern Lights! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, I thought it was a good way to start it. It's weird that they considered this one of the three main events of the night. And it's yep. the opening match, so I'm just like, okay, like that's kind of weird to build it and such, but hey, it was a good opener. Joey Styles says, a lot of people do suplexes, but only one man in wrestling does Tazplexes, and Chris Candido's finding that out tonight. <laughs> um, there was a top rope belly-to-belly Tazplex, and if I ever call a suplex that Taz does a suplex, I'm going to want to beat my own ass. Um <laughs> He does a belly-to-belly Tazplex, and they show it on slow-mo after, like on a replay after the match. Um, And he is fully bent backwards. Um, Like his head is like lower than his feet are. Um, And he's fucking coming off the top rope. Um, Taz is a gem, and this ruled. I went three flat. I wanted to go higher because I wanted to also go higher on the next match. Um, But I went three flat. I thought it was good. 
Um, after the match, you have Joey Styles saying that you have to see ECW live to see what happens before cameras are rolling. They then recap Extreme Rap Group, Insane Clown Posse coming to the <laughs> ring, hyping the crowd up. Um, Rob Van Dam and Bill Alfonso hit the ring, and ICP welcomed them and hyped the crowd up for them. Van Dam then kills Violent J. <laughs> and uh, so he does a spin kick into violent jay's face and you hear his nose fucking shatter it is the loudest crack i've ever fucking heard it's it's so bad (laughs) and then uh and then he holds shaggy two dope in a half camel clutch as sabu shows up in business attire he's wearing a suit and hits yeah, the shittiest springboard back elbow into a chair into Shaggy's it's face. A it's, second, so it's a second it's rope. So it's a second he rope this springboard. He comes back around and like leaps in front of him and realizes that like him hitting this rope over here, like on Arcan, <laughs> isn't gonna work for what he wants. So he kind of just like leaps into it. He does it. like and a second. He does a second rope springboard back elbow. But like, so like, remember how last week I was like, I gave Sabu some praises because I was like, he didn't fuck up any of his springboards in match. Not the case <laughs> tonight. <laughs> I think he's just a guy that wants to be more agile than he is. He's really excited, and I think he gets his timing <laughs> wrong way too often that's fair that's like he fair. just he just likes to do them and they're cool as shit but nine times out of ten he's coming in way too fucking fast yeah and he just slips like it's not his it's fault just... <laughs> but like, it's not like that dude it's so easy to be like hit the rope low ball drop kick he's in a suit as well but he's like no third rope back flip roll it was uh, sick and it, and I just thought it was funny the what? parallel of Cody Rhodes climbing a ladder in the same exact shoes that Sabu had on for this springboard. Why was he wearing a suit? <laughs> um, yeah, dude, it made me so ring gear, but like, why was he wearing a fucking blazer? <laughs> but like, yeah, like, I, I thought it was that's, awesome. That's the thing. It's like ECW is like the first time we you we see Sabu. I want him in a fucking uh, straight jacket with chains. And we're just gonna bring him out like this fucking monster. And in about a year later, he's gonna come out in a suit. Have fun. <laughs> what? We'll figure it out. Character uh, development. Yeah, damn buddy. it, man. He got they out kind of, of They kind of taboo. End, they end the uh, the pre-recorded video pretty abruptly, and we'll get to why later. Um, we then have Spike Dudley versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Little Spike um, Dudley. I apologize. Uh, LSD. LSD. Is there a better fit than his fit in 97? Yeah. It's fucking sick. It's the flyest shit ever. It's so it's cool. It's sick. <laughs> um, this was nothing short of a fucking car crash for poor Spike. Uh, <laughs> yeah. he, he hits an acid drop early, and then Bam Bam tries to fucking kill him. Um, Bam Bam effectively tries to commit murder in the ring. Yeah. Between the Beal... <laughs> The power bomb, which Cortland, I don't know if you noticed, but I smiled when you said power bomb earlier. Yeah, and yeah, why I smiled we is because Bam Bam was trying to power bomb Spike to the center Three. of the earth. Okay, so <laughs> I wrote this in my notes, and we're talking about it now. Um, this is the most disrespectful fucking power bomb I've ever seen. Bam this Bam, is the, one of the most disrespectful are... squash matches he... I've ever fucking seen. Okay, he put he picks up little Spike Dudley, has him in a power bomb. He arches his fucking back 
He <laughs> leans backward and fucking throws him as hard as he fucking can through the ring. Like he was like, I want to see if I can put him through this fucking ring. Yeah, and, and he it looks so painful. <laughs> um, we then have a gorilla press face buster to the turnbuckle on the outside. <laughs> Yo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then the fucking gorilla press tossing Spike into the goddamn crowd. And before, the uh, beginning of this match, before they even touch, touch each other, Bam Bam turns to the crowd and says, who wants this little bitch? He goes, he fucking Hulk, Hulk, he Hulk Hogan points to each side of the fucking ring. Yeah. And it's like, do you want him? Do you want him? And the whole crowd is like, throw that tiny man in our direction, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they're so excited so for it. Bonkers. Awesome. Newsflash, um, uh, no one fucking caught him. No. No. He gets caught eventually in another time that they do it, but this one, he gets fucking just yeeted yeah, into the third row and not a single fucking got him. The, the crowd to the left of the hard cam was just like, how about we all move and just let him die? <laughs> um, Bam Bam it's wins like a warp this. Horse, I'm not catching Bam Bam, <laughs> Bam Bam wins via a moonsault. <laughs> It's a beautiful fucking moonsault from a dude that's 360 pounds. This was awesome. It was but this was pounds. It was so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> dude, this was as good a novelty match as it possibly could have been. Yeah. yeah. So much so, yeah. I thought about going a full three quarter star higher than I did at a three and a half. But I went two and three quarters on it. I thought it was awesome for what it was. It's hard for me to go above three because it was literally just an ass beating. And I feel like if I go above a three, I might be charged with potential, like, accessory to an assault. And I don't <laughs> want that. Um, Casey, since you are Bam Bam Bigelow's long-lost son, uh, I would like to know what your rating was. First and foremost, today is the 15-year uh, anniversary of his passing. So we love Bam Bam. Um, we remember Bam Bam. You think uh, Bam Bam with that powerbomb took 15 years off of Spike's life? Probably. Not as much as the one where he gets his head fucking almost decapitated against La Resistance. Um, oh, but, like, it's so a close painful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this one is just physical pain. This is like, just, like, yeah. Really? Okay, so basically, for it, like for anyone that hasn't watched it, I, I recommend to watch it because it's fucking hilarious. Um, so a week earlier on ECW television, Spike got, like, a roll-up on Bam Bam and won. And so yeah. Bam Bam's out for fucking blood. Uh, first of all, Spike Dudley's entrance is one of the greatest things ever because he comes out with like a chair and he's fucking throwing it at the crowd and shit. It's like sick. the most fired up thing in the world. Um, I love it. We didn't cover when he does the gorilla plus slam onto the turnbuckle. Uh, uh, Spike's head catches something and he is fucking Leaking. pouring blood. Yeah. <laughs> Also, after he gets yeeted into the third row, uh, Bam Bam does the most graceful cartwheel I've ever seen. <laughs> he, does a, he does a cartwheel to land, and he like lands on like just like his knee, like he's like proposing, and he's like ta da, and the whole crowd was like, "This is fucking great." They're like, "He just threw a tiny little man into the crowd. He does a fucking cartwheel." They're like, "This is fucking amazing." ECW <laughs> Hardcore Heaven. I'm going to watch that as you guys are talking about this. 
I um, can because I, I will I, I will give all the flack for it. I don't care. I am biased as shit when it comes to Bam Bam. I gave this three and a half stars because I fucking laughed <laughs> the entire time. Yeah. This is the most enjoyment I had to this entire pay-per-view was just watching this because it was so just not fair. Like he takes yeah. Spike at the beginning and he grabs him by his head and he fucking just like tosses him halfway across the ring. It... <laughs> They have multiple matches on pay-per-views, and it's fucking great. It, yeah. It's so wonderful. Pat, what'd you give it? I'm gonna go, I went, well, I went three. Um, I'm gonna stick at three. Um, it's not too much to add. This match was just fucking crazy, dude. I mean, it starts off with Spike Dudley getting slammed on his fucking head. Yeah. And it just gradually gets worse and worse and worse. Um, the we haven't mentioned the uh, gorilla press to the turnbuckle, which was literally to the turnbuckle, not the padding of the turn to the oh, turnbuckle. No, he, 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 it was to the outside. He literally <laughs> tosses him over the like. He's like, like fucking four or five feet away from the turnbuckle. Throws him, misses the misses the padding, misses like the little the connecting post. link. Hits the post. It's <laughs> the post. But when he picks him up, he literally picks him up by his overalls and curls his wrist as he lifts him up and throws him into this shit. And it's yeah. just like the because most otherworldly strength. Spike weighs less than Bam Bam's warm up weight. Like he's so light in comparison. Like I want to know. Who the fuck was like, hey, listen, we have a 360-pound man, and we have a fucking person that looks like he's in middle school, and we want them to fight. <laughs> and everyone was like, that sounds good to me. That sounds like a great idea. That's money, brother. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was great, man. It's, God, it's an ass whooping and a half. I, I fucking recommend it. If you want to watch some entertaining shit, that's the one to go to. Nothing else. Portland. I gave this match two and three quarters. Uh, it's hard to say anything that hasn't already been said. Uh, when it comes to ECW, people that get beat up the best, I said it last week, it's Steve, it's Steven Richards and Spike Dudley. No one gets beat up better than these two. And nope. this proves it again that Spike Dudley is one of those guys that's going to humbly get his ass whooped, yeah. and he's probably going to hug you when he gets into the back room. Thank you for being there and wrestling him. Yep. Uh, Spike's one of those dudes that is always super cool. You got something? I just remembered. Okay, so it's going to go uh, the the power bomb, the La Resistance table spot, and then Undertaker choke sliming him from the ring to the outside of the, the floor. Outside, <laughs> on the nothing, just I'm onto like, the so floor. You're like, you're like, he can take a beat, and I'm like playing a it. fucking clip in my head of him just getting his ass beat, and then he I got the Indian like, choke so slam to the fucking floor. Hard. So this he is, is like, like raw. That's like so that's like oh three, right? So like yeah. everyone knows the distance between like the ring and that like the fans barricade wall, right? So he choke slams Spike Dudley's little ass, and he hits like I don't know like two feet over from the ring apron, right? But he hits so hard, he bounces all the way to the wall. Once again, like, the, ring is, the ring is what you'll <laughs> say about three and a half, four feet off the ground, at least. Yeah, yeah. at least. Uh, Undertaker's about seven above feet fucking tall. Uh, and you're going above the ropes. <laughs> he's getting picked up, so he's probably about 
eight and a half, nine eight. feet in the air if you're looking so you're at it. Twelve to thirteen <laughs> feet. Let's call it between twelve and fifteen feet in the air. And it's not like a, straight it's to not the like a ladder spot where he's like gradually kind of falling at like a momentum. He's getting fucking choke slammed to the floor. Like <laughs> And it wasn't one of those like releases. He yeah, like, picked him up and choke slammed his ass down. Oh. Goodbye. Long uh, live Spike yeah, Dudley. I just a... watched a oh, good. Uh, sorry, I'm just going to wrap it up. Uh, I don't want to give a squash match a three or really above that just because it's, it's hard. This is super entertaining, however. The crowd is super entertained by it, um, and so was I. So two and three quarters. You want to watch a glorified squash match of just someone getting assaulted and getting paid for it? This is that match, man. There's a, yeah, just, so just so everyone knows, there's an asterisk next to mine because I'm just biased and it made me laugh too much. Like It doesn't deserve wanna, a three and a half, but fuck it. I want to go three because that cartwheel is fucking graceful. It's um, it's awesome. It's like he, he goes... So, so for a period of time when he wasn't really doing anything like stateside, uh, uh, Bam Bam and Vader were a tag team in Japan. And those two fuckers fucked around so much, and he would cartwheel, like, every match. It was, like, a spot, because it's, like, it's a giant man in Japan wrestling Japanese wrestlers, and he would hit the ropes super hard, and then he would cartwheel. And then everyone would be like, what the fuck? Like, they would do, like, standing, like, moonsaults in the ring and shit. Like, it was, it's wild. Like, I love the dude, but yeah, like, that cartwheel alone, I was like, that's a half a star. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go higher, but again, if I go to a three, I will get charged with the accessory to an assault, and I don't want that. Um, This fucking rocked, though. Um, After the match, we get back to the ICP thing. Sandman is shown coming down to rescue as um, Insane Clown Posse, but as he gets there, he just gets annihilated pretty much immediately. Um... RVD gets him in this fucking, like, l- lock and pulls him back. Yeah. And yeah. Sabu just decides to commit actual murder. Yeah. This was just violent. The intro of this, like, the first hour of this entire pay-per-view is violence, man. Um, They show Sandman being loaded into an ambulance. And then we jump to the next match, which was Rob Van Dam with... I got Bell. a question before we leave this. Why the fuck did they split this up? This happened... This is all one shoot, right? Right. Like, this whole rewind. Oh, no, Why are we splitting thing. it up in between matches? They couldn't have the violence outdone by Spike and Bam Bam, so they put it in the middle. I think so then was... why wouldn't you run the whole thing after that match instead of splitting it up? It just makes no sense for, like, when you cut it the first time, it's Sabu in a suit, right? Yeah. And then it just cuts, <clears throat> and then it comes back, and we're... Sabu in the suit and RBD in the ring and Ice Fee's beat up. Like yeah. we jump from that to a match right back to it. It just yeah. doesn't make sense, man. Like they're I feel like still they're new. They don't just put know it all what together. they're doing. It's fine. They just it was, they're yeah, like, but all the time it. that you spent on these fucking helicopter promos, you could have spent uh, I don't know thirty thing. seconds to put the videos. Together, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. you had to take your time to edit the videos. <laughs> 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 like, why? They just didn't have enough time, why? Portland. It makes zero sense. They were like cutting it together, and there's like, "Do you want one or two? And Paul didn't answer. He's like, "I'm gonna make it two. We'll make it two. <laughs> I, just I want two segments for myself tonight. Um, I just want to clarify: this is root beer, you know. 
for the good children yeah, out there. Uh, Uncle Stay Scott. Safe. Um, yes. We get Rob Van Dam with Bell Alfonso versus Al Snow. Um, this match was fun, man. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Van Dam looked excellent in this. And Al Snow showed that he was like a fucking good wrestler, which I was weird that Joey Styles was like, he's a wrestler's wrestler. And we are a year off from him debuting in WWF with head. Uh, and yeah. well, that so being his gimmick. It's like weird because like at the time he's actually still under contract as like Leaf Cassidy or whatever the fuck his name is. Like with the WWF, he doesn't actually get released until like a month after Hardcore Heaven. Mm. And he's currently doing the new Rockers gimmick with Marty Jannetty. And I th- I feel like the way he was trying, like at least like the way that Joey was trying to explain it was like, like this guy can wrestle. Like if you've seen him on a Raw or whatever, he's like, this is not, like, you're not getting like actual like Al Snow. Mm-hmm. And like... It is weird because, like, yeah, he actually comes out wearing, like, the new Rockers, like, singlet. It's fucking just weird. And then, yeah, it's like, give it a little bit of time. He's writing fucking help me backwards on his head. Yeah. <laughs> We're not yeah. far from that. No. Uh, so, like, speaking of the Rockers thing, is not is Al Snow the partner of Janetti before or after Bob Holly? I think Bob comes in after because like it's I, I have to double check like how long the new rockers went for because like I said yeah. like Al gets cut very shortly after his this run and then yeah, that's I, when I he builds the No, so I think it's right before and then they try it with Bob and then Bob becomes fucking hardcore Holly and it's a fucking disaster all around. But I think it's how shout it out that, shout out the Alabama slam though. Oh god. Sorry. God fuck. Um, well, y'all don't like simple wrestling moves. Well, that I just remember when the Alabama impressive. Slam was like, like Bob Holly was trying to commit murder with those things. Yeah, everyone uh, is getting he wasn't grabbing. That, he wasn't grabbing your the like, Alabama was Slam was just them. fucking dangerous. Yeah, he like. was like <laughs> forward momentum. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Um, anyway. Awesome. Uh, I mean this with the like the most love I can possibly mean it with. Watching matches with Fonzie at ringside is almost insufferable. Um, it's, it's, it's fucking it's, awful. It pisses me off, <laughs> dude. But the, it's endearing because it's yeah, I Fonzie. Mean, half of it. I don't. Is, fuck. I don't remember what match it is, so I don't. I don't want to spoil anything. Whatever. But at one particular point, Bill is doing his whistle blows, and someone in the crowd also has a whistle. And when Bill stops, he blows his whistle, and he fucking whips his head around to the crowd and goes, uh-uh. And he, like, tries to get, like, security to go handle him. I'm like, no, you're fucking annoying, like, with this fucking whistle for a 20-minute-long match. I need you to stop. Mm-hmm. Bill Alfonso. It's pain, and I know that that's what we're signed up for currently. So that's going to be my one gripe every week is Bill Alfonso's whistle because it is fucking brutal. I tried to get uh, which, I tried to get out of the way last week and just try to do it the one time, but it's not going to be possible. It's fucking no. bad every week. Um, nope, we're uh, going to complain. Van Dam wins via a Van Daminator. I went three flat on it. I thought it was a fine match. I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, let's go to Pat. I went three and a quarter for Al Snow and RVD. Um, one thing we didn't touch on was Al Snow's entrance. Um... I don't know if you guys noticed the two-shot bump that he did as soon as he fucking It's walked. hilarious. He literally goes, Dimp. 
with both with both nostrils, then turns around and has this just geeked out look on his face, and he, <laughs> like the whole it's, awesome. it's fucking crazy as shit. And I mean, um, I mean that shit that shit had me dying. That shit made me pop. Honestly, I was like, oh, Al Snow's fucking wild out. And then the match was great itself. Like uh, there's a lot of good spots there. I feel like there was a little bit that could have been trimmed from it. I feel like it was a little too long. But I mean, I'm not complaining about the length of the match. And the ending was sick. I love that uh, Van Damme at the end. I love the ref song to Van Damme. They're like, shit, what the fuck was that? And then it just, you know, three count. It was cool. I enjoyed it. It's not just a small bump that he does, my friend. He is like. Yeah. Boom. Like, boom. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're there. <laughs> he um, out, he's like, wall of fans right here. Yeah, he's like. Whoa. Oh, I didn't expect shit. this one to look like this. <laughs> right. right. So three and a quarter from Pat. Cortland, you're, you are right next to him, my friend. What'd you go? I went the same thing, three and a quarter. Um, I enjoyed this match. I feel like you really get to see Al Snow wrestle here. Um, you get the little bit of uh, Al Snow be, like looking at RVD being like, I can do half of your moveset too. Uh, you get the standing moonsault from Al Snow. Um, that looked really cool. Uh, you get the snow plow which I uh, love to see it. Uh, they were calling it Snow DDT. Love it. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff in here, and um, I'm glad that all the near falls were actual near falls for good moves, for solid moves that could be used as finishers. Um, and you got the Van Daminator at the end. You know, so it's really hard to take a, anything bad from this match other than, like, you could have, like Pat said, could have shaved off a minute, you know? Um, you could feel the crowd start to be like, "All right, let let's let's move it along." Um, but as soon as they felt him and they got out of there and they got out of there good, yeah. so uh, three and a quarter all around. Uh, wish we got more of these matches. Yeah, Casey, what you got? I gave it a gentleman's three. Um, I feel like we're all in the same boat where it's like, yeah, I kind of got a little like, all right, let's fucking wrap it up, boys. Um, <laughs> there is one spot where RVD's on the second turnbuckle and i don't know what he's going for but he gets drop kicked to the outside and he kind of tumbles onto the apron onto the timekeeper's table and then down onto the floor and i was like all right dramatic like the way he did it was so yeah, it was a lot oh, it no. was a lot he was like killed that fun. table and then al snow comes tumbling out the ring right after it was just like the way he did it I was like he just like was like oh, let me see how many things I can fucking fall on before I actually hit the floor I was like alright geez um, also like I don't know like okay so like I I feel like we all do watch pretty much almost all of these on Peacock I don't know what the fuck is happening I don't know if it was this actually happened or if it was just Peacock but like he comes out to the ECW theme like that's what RVD's coming out to right now yeah. It's just, it's just extreme. It's, a, it's in the background. I'm like, why doesn't he have his theme song here? Like, what the fuck happened? Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just uh, WWE has always dubbed over like 90 percent of ECW music because yeah. it was all unlicensed. Um, like, I know for a while, I'm pretty sure RVD was coming out to like Black Sabbath, and well, at the last one, something else like Pantera, maybe. Well, was it let's see if I can download ECW unless, unless they like re, rips unless they illegally. redid it on um on so I know that, like Sandman came out to enter Sandman yeah and like um I forgot who else like there was a lot of people that had like well, so, actual songs like so he came out uh, to enter Sandman he had like a Misfits song right 
Well, so he yeah. he also came out to fucking like uh, I forgot. I think it's a Dawkins song. That's a that's like balls or whatever. Uh, Spike came out to one two. What the fuck did what the fuck was Spikes at the time? Because Spikes was a rip of something. Uh, Tommy Dreamers, wasn't it Highway to Hell? Yeah, he, he was Highway to Hell. Yeah, and then uh, Dreamers Dreamer basically it's comes so out to Man in the Box from fucking Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains so yeah. it's like it's a lot of like karaoke versions of them or whatever. But I thought yeah. at the last on Barely Legal, RVD was coming out to like that surfer rip that he had. Yeah, well, I mean, I've heard a lot of people using Metallica. Like, someone yeah. used a riff of Sad But True at some oh, point. Uh, that's just hard. <laughs> but yeah, like, it was it was fine. Like I said, like I, I almost was, I think I appreciated, like, the, like, uh, Styles talking about Al Snow and like beforehand, because I even like did a little bit of research. Like, oh fuck, I was like, why? Like, is he talking about? Because like, there is a weird overlap because we're having this like weird WWF ECW relationship where they're like, you use this guy, we'll use him, like kind of a thing. And then it was like they let him go a little bit while later, anyways. And then yeah, we end up getting fucking mannequin head shortly after. So, but yeah, it was fine. Which is worth wanted- money. Yeah. I just wanted to be known. I found 1997 to 2001 ECW original rips that oh. I am legally downloading right now. <laughs> legal, totally <sighs> legal. So, um, any of the segments that we miss, you guys are gonna have to let me know from now on Lord. because they might cut a lot of the shit off on Peacock. But oh, they cut uh, out a lot. Yeah. Um, I will like they, come prepped. Cuts out most promos of ECW, yeah. especially like hardcore TV. Mm. Um, they cut out a lot of promos. Like the last pay-per-view we did, they cut out all of Terry Funk's promos in that pay-per-view, and he had two, and he had one on the pre-show. And then they dubbed and, uh, over... They just completely were like, Ew. And they dubbed <laughs> over fucking Sandman's on that one, too. So it's like, it's a clusterfuck yeah. all around. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not just ECW product. They did it with their own product yeah. through the Peacock. Like, mm-hmm. they did it for some of the stuff for 2003 and the Reign of Terror that we covered. Just- you've got licensing issues and you're just trying to scrub some of the not great shit that's how, dare you, how dare you cut a promo from the big booty daddy i don't even want to have this conversation at this point um after this match uh we have helicopter we have a i'm gonna read my notes <laughs> as I have it. here's my notes as i have it there's a helicopter chasing <laughs> the ambulance Sandmanism. He's headed back but, to the venue. But that's all I have. Bro, they oh, said they but. said they say <laughs> they, they, they said that the ambulance stopped for a case of beer and a pack in a car to <laughs> I think it's later. I think it's later on. But yeah, my my note literally is Sandman stole the ambulance. How the fuck did ECW get a helicopter? it's so confusing dude and like this man stole an ambulance where are the police where is the helicopter he stole stole an ambulance and the fucking lights are on so there's you're literally just watching a fucking ambulance with it's fucking lights and I'm assuming sirens because if Sandman's actually driving this he's gonna turn them off it's just (laughs) in the streets just going in circles. Well, I don't driving, know where I'm going. driving fucking aimlessly, 
And then, like, they said he pulled up at a different venue, right? They said he pulled up at a different venue. Because he got, they, he made it all the way, he made it all the way to the hospital, stole the ambulance, and then just started driving, gets yeah. lost for like half of this fucking pay per view. And then, yeah, I'm like, how the fuck did ECW afford a helicopter? Like, it's just crazy. The extreme chopper. The extreme chopper, yeah, it's fucking good lord. I mean, the thing then, that happens uh, out this isn't better, so... And what's next, Mike? Oh, yeah, we get a, a Jerry Lawler promo backstage. Um, he says a lot here. He says, uh, this is the darkest day in his life to be stuck uh-huh. in this dump with ECW fans. Um, Vince has apparently uh, commended him on his inter- intestinal fortitude to appear, uh, but he is not by himself. The WWF stars were with him in spirit, and uh, he said, said, (laughs) he said, the Undertaker told him that he wanted to see Tommy Dreamer rest in peace, and that he he wanted him to finish him with a tombstone pile driver. I'm going to cut you off there real fast. He said, the Undertaker walks up to him, rolls his eyes in the back of his head. Keep going, keep going. Uh, I don't even want to finish this, goddammit. Dude, do it. Dude, um, dude, you got to, you got to. Bret Hart <laughs> rang him up to tell him that he wanted Dreamer tapping out with the sharpshooter. And, oh. in fact, <laughs> Steve Austin gave the king his consent to unleash the biggest can of whoop ass uh, that he's ever seen on Tommy Dreamer. And he's decided that's exactly what he's going to do. Dude, dude, oh listen, God. listen. So I was high earlier watching this back. And, uh, we were I was, watching it the first time. I, I love that. Wait, 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 wait. Pause real quick. I love that Cortland went out of his way to be like, by the way, root beer, not a beer. Then Pat's like, I was high earlier. Um, <laughs> Followed up by Cortland, like, we were high both times we fucking watched it, Pat. <laughs> yeah, so we were high the first <laughs> So I'm like, I, this promo happens, right? And I'm listening to King talk, and I can't help but just like, Picture King waiting at a payphone for like people to support him because it's like '97. It's just like Stone Cold calls him up and she's giving him false advice. Hey, bro. hey, bro, I gotta call you back. Stone Cold's gonna call me in a second here. <laughs> oh man, that's the so, worst so I think that's the most that Pat's ever. laughed on the podcast. I think uh. that's the funniest thing to Pat so far. <laughs> That shit is fucking hilarious, man. <laughs> oh, dude, what a piece of shit. I'm... Um, we cut and his opponent's no better. Who's his opponent, Mike? His opponent's Tommy Dreamer, but we're not there yet, goddammit. We cut back to the ring, and it's a fucking loaded ring. Oh, have, my God. We have Joel squeeze my lemon till the juice runs down my leg, Gurner. <laughs> Introducing I, Jenna Jameson. Can I say um, the whole thing? The, yeah, please. Fuck please. it. Take over the whole... Th- just ride it out. I don't even want to deal with this shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Joel Gertner in the ring. If there's one thing more precious than pay-per-view time, it's yours truly, me, myself, and I. Mwah. The, quintess- the, qu- <laughs> the quintessential stud muffin. Joel, squeeze the lemon till the juice runs down my leg. Gertner, and then he starts going through. He introduces Jenna Jameson. He introduces. What does he say about Big Dick Dudley? He says, uh, "I have it. I he have says, it. Hold on. Phallic and metallic." So he introduces Sign Guy, which Sign Guy speaks in the ring. He actually yells at the crowd, and that fucking shocked the shit out of me because he never. Well, that's talks. Louis Dangerously, baby. 
Um, and then he gets to the man with the 25 inch arms and the 14 inch c- <laughs> wrists. <laughs> I swear to God, what? that's exact. He goes the. I thought he just says cock. Goes. I'm pretty no, sure he, he says he says cock wrists. He cuts cock it. Wrists. Yeah, and then he's like phallic and metallic, big dick Dudley, and then he the goes on to int- and metallic. Is he introduces what? Jenna Jameson as adult-oriented superstar of film and videography. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes on to introduce the Dudleys and then he cuts a promo he says now that uh he's like the Dudleys are, are rated triple X he goes let's bring out someone that's a little more PG-13 hold up well, this is the last time I'm gonna cut this off this is the last time I'm gonna cut this off it's just something I noticed so he introduces Big, Doug, Big Dick Dudley right and Jenna Jameson hears 14-inch cock. She turns her head. Like, literally, she fucking turns her head. She's like, who is she talking about? Big Dick Dudley walks up to Jenna Jameson and does, like, the what's up girl thing. And she tries to flirt with him. This motherfucker takes the belts off his shoulders and puts it on her shoulders and then just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> I love him um, so much. <laughs> Big Dick Dudley, dude. Mustafa he was my left. hero last week, and he's my hero this week. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Upcoming <laughs> Podcast. Uh, Mustafa left, so it was the gangsters that were the champions. Mustafa left ECW, so they got stripped, and they just gave the titles to the Dudleys. Yeah, because um, they were there, and we get yeah. we get PG thirteen, which was Memphis guys. What were their names? I know you have them. You piece I of shit up there, Casey. Wolf, I have Wolfie D, and then fucking it's something Ice or some shit. I didn't write him down. J was... C Ice or whatever. J C Ice, yeah. It's miserable. Um, yeah. Basically, yeah, the J C Ice. The backstory is, uh, is that because we have to deal with Jerry Lawler being on this pay per view. PG-13 is from his Memphis promotion, and so basically it was like a you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, like, let them it be on here. It would be the fucking King's promotion. Uh, bro, like, what the fuck, dude? It... They, called, <laughs> they called Mama Dudley a hoe. Yes, yes twice. Yep. Um, then they just made fat jokes. Um, That's know, man. He said, he said, <laughs> it was the whole ass joke. Oh, my God. I, dude, it's so bad. It was like just really late nineties. Like we're gonna smack talk, and like for for some reason when he when they first call uh, Mama Dudley a hoe, like Devon's about to murder someone. He is so yeah. mad about it, and I'm like, why? <laughs> like, this was unbridled anger. ECW points like yeah. they weren't just sitting in the back having a good time. They were partying for sure oh, so yeah. Devon mm-hmm. might have been uh, a little lit up for the night um, and so murder might have actually been on his mind yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he was probably partying with Al Snow if you get what I'm saying um, <laughs> snowman oh lord uh, this match was the shits guys um, it's bad I watched this match twice which was like 15 oh. minutes I think total right am I'm I sorry. right on that ECW Hardcore have been 1997. Let's see how long this match was. Anyway, I watched it twice because I needed to know how dog shit it was. It was 11 minutes long. Um, I went half a star on it. Um, this was... 
<laughs> it was it was ten minutes, ten minutes fifty eight seconds each time, right? So twelve, you know, let's call it eleven minutes, twenty two minutes total, plus the entrances that I'll never get back. Um, fuck you, JC Ice. Fuck you, Wolfie D, which Casey has a hundred stories about apparently. Um, I won't get that time back. This was the shits, and I would rather watch Tori Wilson, Don Marie than this match. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Casey, I'm going to save you for last since you have about a million facts about uh, Wolfie I bar- D. I barely watched this fucking dog shit of a match. Um, let's go with Cortland, who was the first one that looked stunned when I said I'd rather watch Tori Wilson, Don Marie. Let's start with you, Court. What'd you give it, my friend? How'd you feel about it? Tell me about the match. I tell you about the, nothing happened. Um, it's eleven minutes of nothingness. Um, it's an enhancement match. Uh, it's very much like Casey said. It's a scratch my back, I scratch yours. But I mean, who the fuck gives a shit about Memphis pro wrestling? Um, so it's ten minutes and thirty seconds too long. Jammer. Um, I, I mean, really, I feel like. Half a star is too much. <laughs> does, this, does this just get a dud all around? Yes! <laughs> so here, here's my thing. My ratings go like you know me. I'm I'm a pro wrestling fan. Like I like story. I like compelling athleticism. This gave me a quarter of a star because thanks for attempting to kill yourself in the pro wrestling. Anytime you get between the ropes, that can happen. I'll give you a quarter of a star. Gentlemen's Simply court. all that, right? The other quarter comes from Joe Gertner. Rest of this is trash. Absolutely trash. I think the only thing that that I actually took away from it is that the Dudleys can get you in a Dudley death drop from anywhere. Yep. And that's it. That That is the only story they told me was if they hit you with that, it's over. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Pat. Uh, I, I gave it one and a half stars, man. I feel like an asshole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's not Pat? even a high. Look, look. Um, it was a horrible You and I match. watched the same thing, Pat? Listen to me, damn it. It was a horrible match. We we know that. Um, but Joel's the shit, man. Joel kind of killed it. And I low-key liked the fucking... Uh, look, I'm going to say two things. I'm going to say two things. Um... The the whole Bubba Ray and Devon spot where Devon did that Looney Tunes ass bullshit where he didn't see fucking Bubba Ray, so he started fucking up his arm <laughs> and then, and then he, fucking he starts around. He starts working on his arm. That shit had me dying. But it also I, I got something else to say. Watching uh Bubba Ray in this match and his chemistry with Devon Dudley, his Half brother from Dudleyville. It couldn't help but make me think about what Chris uh, Nowitzki was talking. Because there was a lot of smacks in the back of the head, smacks in the face. He was just smacking them around. Like also, also just just. (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) I can't react that way. I can't react anyway. We're fucked. It's three of us that are fucked. If we react one way, it's over for us. I don't know, I man. Was just, I was just before, slapped in the back of the head. Like, I don't slap my friend. Before you started to go into business for yourself, I was going to say it is a little fucked that Devon at the time was being billed from the south side of Dudleyville. And then Bubba is the mayor of Dudleyville. But, 
Why did I not catch? That's how they do them. <laughs> it's me, the mayor, and this guy that I got off the streets. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. It's kind of fucking dark, man. It's kind of dark. <laughs> Bubba's going to be on fucking busted open like, yeah, it was good shit way back when. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> what got us in. Okay. Fuck that. So. From the actual match, the only takeaways I have is one, that spot with uh, uh, Devon working Bubba's arm is pretty funny, because it gets a you fucked up chant from the whole crowd. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I, once again, I barely watch this match because it's awful. Um, I'm doing research on the side because I was really curious to see what the fuck PG-13 was and if they made it anywhere. Um, but at one point, I hear a bounce chant from the crowd. And as they're chanting to get Jenna Jameson to bounce up and down, <laughs> and she agrees to do a quick bounce, which gives a Joel Gertner like his little like excited like sweating, his, his little like excited <laughs> jump that he does, bros. I fucking I had to pause it. I had to laugh for a second. I was like, I love Joel <laughs> so much. And then I went back to what I was doing. Anyways, I was really curious because like sometimes when you have like these lesser people in the in the late nineties, you're like, did they ever do anything? So Wolfie D did. So both PG-13 uh, made it to WCW for a half as a stint. Afterwards, uh, Wolfie D actually made it to OVW and was in a... I God, I cannot believe I'm writing this down. He was in a goth faction with Batista, who was billed as <laughs> Leviathan. Was he in that? I swear to God, dude. He was the leader of it. Um, <gasps> and That's who that go- is? And a Tom girl manager? And Tomko, who was, who was billed as Bane, and they were called the Disciples of Sin, and yeah. Wolfie was Slash. So it was Slash, oh. Bane, and Leviathan. Oh my god. Doesn't make it out of uh, OVW. Ends up yeah. going to TNA, um, where he joined the uh, church, but was led by the Sinister Minister, yeah. and was a one-time tag champ with Brian Lee. Who, if you don't know who that is, that is, uh, you might know him as Chains from the Disciples of the Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent more time researching <laughs> than I did watching this match. <laughs> 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 I was really intrigued, and I was like, "Oh my god, he was in a he was in a faction with Batista, who was known as the Leviathan." So oh we got that going what, for us. What was his name in the? In the he was thing? Sl- so he was Slash. Slash. Yeah, he was Slash. Um, and then, yeah, he it was uh, Tyson Tomko was the other guy. And the girl was like, hey, we know that guy. <laughs> I don't know if giving it just no stars is worth it. Um, I implore but... you to Google Kelly Wolf with an E pro wrestling fandom and just see what this man looks like. In fact, I will send it in the group chat. God help us. Because Fuck. I am stunned. Um, and I know that Pat's going to have a good time with it when he sees what Wolfie D turned out to be. Um, <laughs> I sent it. Go ahead. Drink it in, champs. Enjoy that one. Um, you sent fucking... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what he ended up looking like. Um oh. Oh my totally god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus. Got you gotta flash it. So you can see. Oh, yeah, there's white. Yep. Yeah. 
so we'll try yeah, to. Yeah, it's fucking get brutal. A little bit better. Um, um, there it is. Yep, yeah, there at, it is. What a huge oh, its glory. This sucked butt cheeks. For uh, any um, any uh, just audio only, I will make sure that we post a photo of it on our Instagram. At up and over pod. At up and over pod. Um, um, just so you can actually visualize that, because fucking Christ. Yikes. We we get another uh, helicopter uh, segment after this. Um, he, Sandman's still just driving recklessly throughout Florida. Fucking, where's he going? Here's my thought. Their concern in this in, in this very moment is that he can't find his way into the arena or to the arena. Not that he probably assaulted like ambulance workers, like paramedics, um, and they, stole their shit. They go. They also they say go, that he's drunk driving. Yeah, so I think it's this. I think it's this cutaway. It was a weird time. I think it's during this cutaway is when they talk about how he did make one stop and it was to a gas station where yeah. he got a pack, of, a carton of cigarettes and some beer. Um, they do make a comment where they're like, "I don't believe he knows where he's going." So hopefully, and he doesn't have a phone. So hopefully, the dispatchers at the hospital can tell him where he needs to go through like the radio. And I'm like, we are just making this up on the fly now, aren't we? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Not good. 97 is wild as fuck. <laughs> we get back to the arena, the lights go out, and uh, they come back on, and Jerry Lawler is in the ring. Um, and why did he do a lights out? Wasn't that how he just showed up in ECW? Like, that was his thing? Like, lights out, lights on, and then he's back? I don't, I don't remember. But it's, um, yeah. I don't remember. Man, there was like four fucking flickers. I think it was chilling at the lights. I try to, to block out Randy um, Bobby people in my mind. He so. says that he wants to talk to the fans at home, the people watching at home. Um, he says, "You guys must have enough money than or more money than you do brains." So I would in- invite you guys to watch WWF Ground Zero coming up. Uh, featuring then, Bret Hart, The Undertaker, and Steve Austin, not the drop or the, uh, the I'm sorry, the dope-headed derelicts like in ECW. And then he cuts the same fucking promo in the ring about he how literally, he literally says everything he said in that video word promo for in the ring. fucking word verbatim. It's like it's like he had fucking note cards. Was like, and then since you people didn't hear this, I'm gonna tell the fans in the arena what happened. And like everyone's like, why the fuck are you talking still? We don't want you here. Um, what stood out about this match that we're going to get into, which is Tommy Dreamer with Beulah McGillicuddy with him uh, versus Jerry Lawler. I learned worse shit about, Jer- about Jerry Lawler while this match was going on than I believe I ever wanted to know, but, like, if you thought he wasn't a, already a giant piece of shit, like, look up what happened to him in 93. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, you know what I'm um, talking about. Here's my notes. My notes are Jerry Law versus Tommy General with Bula. Fuck this match. Mm-hmm. Those are my notes. <laughs> oh. So Do you have a rating? <laughs> no. So, Did you watch I don't it? Worry. so basically, I'm gonna no. do a quick recap because I, I, I will admit this right now. I just hovered over that skip ten seconds 
and just started doing that for a while. But basically, Tommy Dreamer gets in. He just starts beating them up. They spilled at the outside. Tommy Dreamer's taking fucking beers from people in the crowd, and he's hitting them on the head with them. The funniest part of the whole match is at one point he takes a hamburger from someone, and he fucking chops that hamburger straight onto Jerry Lawler's chest. It made me giggle a little bit because there was, like, mayonnaise on them and shit. Um, this match is... One moment. It is 18 minutes and 57 seconds long. Towards the tail end, you think Tommy Dreamer's going to get the win? Jake the Snake comes out. Um, why? No fucking idea. I will say he does say the fucking hardest thing into a camera. He leans into the camera and goes, Your God, he giveth and taketh away. My God, he giveth, but he ain't got the balls to do anything else. And then ends up leaving. I was like, it just sounded fucking cool because it's Jake the Snake and he didn't have a fucking microphone. Um, forever fuck the both of these people. I mm-hmm. I was in a really shitty mood watching this. I didn't yep. want to watch it. I knew we had to watch it because of this. Uh, the things that Jerry Lawler has done throughout his entire life, he deserves just his own special spot in like a separate hell. And uh, fuck Tommy Dreamer for trying to protect someone from doing something just not great. Yeah, like, I watched this match, but, like, I mind-numbingly watched this match. Like, I, mm. I didn't retain any of it. I wrote zero notes, but I watched all of it. Just why, why not was it, happy about Why was it, it 19 all? minutes long? I mean, Tommy be- Dreamer is ECW, brother. Yeah, because he's hardcore, and it was the WWF and yeah, it was your WWF spot dog shit promo bullshit match. And how um, was and how was he the king of fucking ECW when all he did was fucking smash a grown man with a fucking plastic cup of beer? Who fucking knows, man? Like this was after like the caning stuff, no? Yeah, this yeah. is way after. This is after yeah. he's literally fucking handcuffed to a <laughs> handcuffed like he's being crucified and being caned in the face. Yeah, this is like so, I mean, he right... is the face of ECW, man. He is, but like this is just fucking bad. They love and it. it. Fucking dude, bums stop, me out, dude. stop looking at Tommy Dreamer with 2022 eyes and think about it back then. They were putting him in that spot because he was the guy that showed up every week, stayed longer than anybody else, like would get the shit beaten out of him, and really still was the guy that was like wanting to learn I and could, be better. I could probably do that for any other match than this. Yeah, I mean, two literal scumbag it's, pieces. Yeah, of it's like humans, it's like right? I but, I can try to. There's a lot of things that people have done, and we just just for this just the sake of this podcast, we have to separate the art from the artist. But like fuck Jerry Lawler, so it's really hard. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. This match is just—it's uh, really off-putting, unsettling. Uh, knowing what we know about these two individuals in 2022, there's not a whole lot of respect there for me. So uh, it's really hard to uh, give this match any type of credit or anything that it might potentially deserve in other people's eyes. Um, but for me, it's worth nothing. Um, I took absolutely nothing good away from this, and I give this simply a dud. Actually, fuck that. I give it a negative star. Yes. Our first one. <laughs> I mean, uh, we, don't, 
We're basically just confirming that we'd rather watch probably anything else than this, so. Yes. I will watch yeah. the first TNA pay-per-view over and over and oh. over again oh. before I ever oh. have to watch this match. So bad. It's so bad. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> Pat, have you seen the first TNA? Like the NWA TNA first pay-per-view? Oh, it's I made him watch cheap. it one time. He was so mad. They have little people wrestling <laughs> and are out loud calling them midgets. Uh, yeah. They are making racist jokes. Um, they have a gay tag team and they're like, oh, look at these F slurs out loud. Um, it's a doozy. It and is something. To say that you'd rather watch that rather than 18 minutes and 57 seconds of this bullshit is stunning. Um, ah, this Casey, did you on. give, did you give your review? I don't want to give it a fucking anything. I... I'll give it. I'll give it a gentleman's quarter star. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, you gotta tell me something. Text me, bro. <laughs> um, oh, Lord. I gave this match five stars easily. All right. Well... <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro, it's, it's it's garbage. We know. There's nothing left to this say. Is come... this, this, this whole, this this whole podcast has come off. Yeah, I was like, I want to make everyone mad. <laughs> I watched Pat. Pat was too straight-faced for too long. He was just like... <laughs> I knew he was choosing violence. I just didn't know what way he would choose violence. You diabolical son of a bitch. Um, oh, God bless. This was the shits. Um, we get a, a half-hype package for the main event, um, but it was like... It just stopped. I don't know if they had like difficulties with their equipment or what. Um, we also get an update on Sandman. He's officially made it to the War Memorial. Um, police try and apprehend him, but he assaults them. He's out with of the. Cane. He's out of the, of okay. the ambulance. There's five grown men no. surrounding him, and he has a fucking no. Singapore cane, and he's oh, just beating man. people with it. The so, shit out of oh, him. I just want to get this straight. He took it. He stole an ambulance during the pre-show. From that two arena, hours. right? And drove around the city for two hours because he couldn't figure out where the arena was. Okay, well, so once again, he made it to the hospital before he stole the ambulance. So he oh. didn't know. Yeah, so like at the beginning, they had said like he had made it to the hospital. He fucking escaped and stole the ambulance and made this it back. This is also the time. First, this is also the time before GPS. For some so reason, we're also, no idea we're also failing to mention <laughs> the fact that he had a fucking Singapore cane in the ambulance with him. And then, yeah, the best part is, is like, I don't know who they had as their, like, police officers, but, like, they're getting hit, and you're hearing them go, ah! <laughs> they're like, God, stop it! Because <laughs> he's just like, anytime someone got kind of remotely close, he'd go, whap! And just, like, <laughs> just keep smacking these fucking dudes, and then they're just like, Sandman's here, I guess, and then there's like pan back to the main event happening. Um, oh fuck. Okay, well, we get to our main event. It's for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. It is Sabu, your champion, defending against Shane Douglas and Terry Funk in a triple threat match, a three way dance, if you will. Um, 
I don't really want to even cover this because this match was the shits. So bad. Um, it's literal dog shit. So, so I'm gonna because I, I know Cortland has shit written down on it. He has to. Uh, then I'm going to give it to Casey. Casey, what you got? Um, I'm going to come out and say that I gave it a flat star. Um, it wasn't good at all. <laughs> so, to paint a picture, um, two of the three people on this car, on this match, should not have been in it. No. A week prior to this, we have one of the most famous matches of all time. And it's Terry Funk versus Sabu in a barbed wire match where Sabu cuts open his bicep and yeah. has to get over a hundred stitches. That shit's hanging uh, the fuck out. During that match, he takes his wrist tape off and then wraps his own bicep up and continues the match. It's one of the most insane fucking things I've ever seen. That's a week prior to this match. So, this thing is Sabu is crazy. So Sabu from about just below his elbow to his shoulder is covered in tape because he literally has one of the gnarliest injuries anyone's ever sustained. And then you have Terry Funk who's 53 fucking years old and is tired throughout this whole match. He is He's exhausted. Sleeping. Um... Before we get Sabu in the ring, it's it's Shane Douglas, Francine, and Terry Funk. And Francine pulls out some money from her dress. And it looks to be about seven whole dollars. Yeah, that tries, tries to pay off Terry Funk to just leave. She handed this man eleven fifty in a dry cleaner car. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he, he takes the money and throws it. And I was like, that looks like it was like, uh, it was like literally fucking seven dollars at once. I was so confused. <laughs> Um, Sabu comes out to no music that I'm once again we're in the mystery realm of did he have music or not it's just gone it's fucking dead silent um the match starts off where Terry Funk just gets out of the ring and looks at both of the two other men and just goes go on fight <laughs> it god this match is so bad there's like no redeeming qualities from this match from start to finish. We get a fucking phenomenal botch from Sabu where the chair has been used too many times, so he goes to do his springboard off of it. The chair fucking breaks. <laughs> he goes to take a step and the fucking like lip of the the like butt of the seat just fucking crumples and he fucking it's slips so and falls. Um yeah, there's There's nothing good in this. Um Shane Douglas wins, if I'm not mistaken. I don't. Yeah, bro, this is a fucking fever dream of a fucking main event. It's so it's bad. really bad. Yeah, you get you get Dory Funk Jr. out at some point. Yeah, you uh, get a Dory Funk where he like starts chasing Francine. Yeah, I, um, it, this match doesn't of, make a whole lot of sense. But half, half I mean, of the locker room like spills out to just watch it, and I'm like, there's nothing redeeming to watch about this match. And there's people like standing out there, and they're like. Oh, like when there's like a two count, and I'm like, it was for a half-ass clothesline. Like, what are we doing here, pal? Like, yeah, um, this match, like I said, doesn't have a whole lot of redeeming qualities. Um, uh, I mean, I understand why they did it. Like a year before, they did like an hour-long brawl between the three of them. Yeah, I, it, I mean, it was like a year or two before this. Yeah. Um, 
So like, it made good money. It was one of like the first ECW like extreme championship wrestling matches that like really caught the internet. You know, like people were obsessed with this match. Um, and like I said last week, ECW is one of those is the company when you look at the first triple threats and three way dances. They are the company. Yeah. They're the template. Um, Guinea for pig. how it was done. Um, this one just didn't do great. No. Um. I'm I'm personally going to give this match a star in three quarters. I appreciate the effort. Like you said, Sabu coming out in the shape that he's in and him still performing at the level and for the amount of time that he did, uh, fucking hats off to you because you didn't have to by any circumstance. Um, Shane Douglas is, is... I defend Shane Douglas as much as possible. It's hard to defend him in this match. He didn't do a whole lot of great stuff. However, he worked his role right like he he tried yeah he worked his role to the best of his ability and it came off decently uh terry funk should just not have been in the ring and he continued wrestling for like 20 years after this so um some shit like that like 10 more years so Um, it's not a whole lot we still had his uh chainsaw charlie run coming up with cactus jack and i talked about that with pat earlier because whenever we were talking about uh, he gets thrown off the fucking Terry. stage in a dumpster, man. Yeah, I was like, we're, whenever we were talking about the Stinger, uh, Terry Funk in the group chat, like, which one at the age, uh, I was like, dude, when he was 53, he wasn't even Chainsaw Charlie yet. We hadn't gotten and to that point like, Isn't yet, that bud. fucking insane? So, <laughs> post-match, once again, most of the locker room's out. The Dudleys get into the ring, and they're like, hey, Shane, like, you clearly like gold. Francine clearly is a gold digger. And they're like, the Dudleys have the tag team gold. They're like, the rest of the franchise, like, the rest of fucking, god damn it, what is their fucking, their name? Furniture. It's, it's three, it's three something, isn't it? It's because it's him, Candido, and Bam Bam are all in a faction together, and I'm fucking spacing on what it is. Is it Triple Threat? Triple Threat, there we go. Yeah, so he's like, he's like, why don't you have like the new triple threat with the Dudleys and Shane Douglas, and then like a fucking brawl ensues. The rest of the locker room gets involved, and then like Shane just like sneakily gets out, and like triple threat leaves, and then there's just like a stupid fucking fight happening. So then, where uh, New Jack and Cronus come out, I will say this because they're on the they're on the next uh, pay per view that we do. They're they're going to be billed as the Gangstonators, and that is the fucking most ridiculous name. The Gangstonators. They mash them together because you've got New Jack by himself, Perry Saturn still out. Perry Saturn comes out and does a fucking. Uh, he does a leg drop, and he has his entire leg is in a it's in like yeah, a and it's fucking cast. Yeah, and which, which he does the leg drop and then like legitimately sells his leg. And I'm like, yeah, you fucking idiot! Like, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, you legitimately had knee surgery. Why are you doing this? Ridiculous! It, it's like the most just, just fucking. It's, it's chaos, just... man. Um, but that's that's just like how um barely legal was yeah. right like the three-way dance for that is just a fucking mess dude. it's, it's chaos yeah. it makes absolutely zero sense there's not a whole lot of story other mm-hmm. than what the forefront story is 
that you know off rip, right? And that one was Terry Funk's gonna finally get the gold. And then we're here and it's not what everyone hyped it up to be. No. You're not gonna get five star fucking matches out of a 52, 53 year old Terry Funk. Yeah. You get what you get out of it. You know, like I love Terry they're Funk. Like, they're running um, this man in like reeking at Bernie, so that's <laughs> it, <laughs> it just blows my mind. I mean, dude, I got nothing but love for the fuck, you know? Nothing but love. But realistically, he did not need to be in this. This is no. <laughs> Look at barely legal. Look at that. Mo- Y'all let him do that moonsault off that turnbuckle, and he about killed that kid. He he twice. did twice. He almost he twice. almost he almost broke his own neck, and then he almost murdered someone. Dude, and it's just he's fifty three years old. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> It's just so fucking mind-boggling, man. But like, because it's important that you know not to interrupt. But my ECW 1997 and 2001 pay-per-views just downloaded legally entirely. Yeah, let's go. So hell yeah. But yeah, basically in. at the end of that, we're we're done with the uh, hardcore heaven. I mean, Thank God. Nobody rated the main event. <laughs> you don't need to. I went. I went one star. You don't need to. Yeah. It's not great. I went star and a half right i think all that needs to be said is at the end of that giant cluster you just see terry funk sitting on the fucking ropes because he's exhausted. oh my god dude and that's so great. how i felt at the end of this pay-per-view. i looked at he's terry like, funk and i was like that's me right now he's like sitting shit. on the middle rope both <laughs> arms fucking... back on the top rope, and he's just sitting there and everyone's beating the shit out of each other but everyone's like looking at terry like they're gonna attack him and they're like Oh, never mind. <laughs> Literally during during the brawl, he just disappears. He disappears into the crowd, and then like towards the end, you just see him like standing up, like three rows up, and he's just like, "Yay!" Like, yeah, because New Jack is like doing all the damage, and he's like, "Hell yeah, brother!" And like it's such a fucking disaster. Terry Funk just exists, man. No. Uh, well, that wraps What's up. What's on the docket? ECW Hardcore Heaven 1997. Um, our next pay-per-view is going to be ECW November to Remember of 1997. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting card. Yeah, we have uh, Tommy Rogers, Chris Candido. Uh, Chris Candido and Lance Storm versus Jerry Lynn and Tommy Rogers. Ooh. I guess that, that devolves. It's what it seems like. We have Mikey Whipwreck versus Just Incredible. Ooh. We also get... Uh, Taz defending his ECW World Television Championship against Pitbull number two. Um, <laughs> just don't don't spoil anything, but just take a look at how long that match is. I I'm looking at cage match, so I don't see oh, the run times. Uh, I'm just seeing the uh, the actual card because I don't you, want anything spoiled. You will be mildly surprised. How long? Oh my god! Eighteen minutes. Min- it's, a, it's a million and a half long. <laughs> no, it's one million twenty-nine seconds. Um, we have an ECW World Tag Team Title Four-Way Elimination Match: The FBI, which is Little Guido and Tracy Smothers, taking on Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney, taking on the the Dudleys, which is Bubba and Devon. Um, Let's go. With, with Big Dick Dudley, Joel Gertner, and Sign Guy Dudley with them against. <laughs> The Gangstonators. The Gangstonators. <laughs> Cronus and That, is that just sounds racist. That is um, <laughs> then we have sure. Tommy Dreamer I was writing, versus... 
I was writing it in my notes and my iPhone was like, are you sure this is what you want to do? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, unfortunately. Then we have Tommy Dreamer versus Rob Van Dam in an ECW versus WWF flag match. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have the Sandman taking on Sabu uh, in a tables and ladders match. And the oh, match God. to end the night is an ECW World Heavyweight Championship match. Bam Bam Bigelow, mm-hmm. who is our new champion, taking on Shane Douglas. Hell yeah. Sick. Hell yeah, I'm excited. Sick. Casey, Mind I know that I didn't. Right now, who knows? Oh, I know I'm, I'm going to do it as we get off of here. I know I didn't add it in the beginning. I'm the piece of shit here. Everybody make fun of me. I'm the scumbag. I still haven't deleted AEW Full Gear review, but um, not that bad of a situation. But I meant to mention earlier in the night in the podcast for us that we are doing a live review as it's happening of WWE Royal Rumble 2022 on our YouTube page um, over at the Up and Over Podcast YouTube. Um, So if you want to come and tag along, we can watch the son of a bitch together because I'm sure we're all going to have... So much fun. I want you guys to know something. It is important <laughs> that I get this out of my head now, because if I don't, I'm with it. And if I die with it, that means uh, you guys will never know. So um, for some reason, I'll be doing stuff at my house, just casually. <clears throat> and uh, I'll just start hearing do drop, because that's all I hear Pat saying in my head, is do drop over and over and over, because you said it <laughs> one time, and it stuck with me. So... <laughs> So, it makes me want to die. Uh, <laughs> we have to watch a match involving it. Um, so just to do a recap of it, we're going to be, we will be watching it. However, just due to copyright shit with YouTube, we will not be showing it or there'll be no video or audio of it. So just kind of imagine us watching it with you in your house, but we just, there might be a slight delay. Um, but yeah, we will watch the whole thing live. So if you don't, you know, it's covid time still. So if you don't have anyone coming over for a Royal Rumble party, we'll be your guests. You don't have to even feed us. It's great. Yep. But yeah, Just it's going to be a clusterfuck. Yeah. Hang out in the chat. Give us predictions on who you think is going to win, what you want to come from the Rumble, who do you want as your entrances, your surprises, all that good stuff. Uh, we love any input that we get in any of our reviews, rather that be... Wednesday AEW Dynamites or AEW Rampages on Friday reviews immediately following the shows. Um, they're sometimes hit or miss. A lot of times it's because only two of us can do it or only one of us can do it. Um, we have dropped the ball on that. We do apologize, and hopefully that will be picked back up very soon. Um, but yeah, man, the YouTube reviews are really fun. We enjoy people being in there. We enjoy the input and you guys telling us what you want us to do next. It uh, really helps us get through this and know that there's people out there that care about what we're doing because uh, we spend a lot of time and a lot of effort putting this stuff together for you. Um, but we're much as fans of this as you are. So um, we really appreciate the support. We hope to see you at the Royal Rumble Review or live, whatever we're yeah, calling it. Like a watch party? It's, I don't fucking know. Watch yeah, let's watch, call watch it a party. watch party sounds real, real nice. It sounds pleasant. Hell yeah. Fellas, is there anything else that you would like to add before I get us on out of here? All hail the House of Black. 
all hell house of black yes yes i would like to add one thing and one thing only because i don't want to ever abandon it fuck michael cole, michael cole. um <laughs> guys if you are still here and still listening thanks for listening to another edition of the up and over podcast uh, for pat you. for Cortland, for casey and for the missing cadillac cowboy ethan i am mike we hope you guys enjoyed your stay and we'll see you back here next week on spotify apple podcast whatever you're using